Hi, I'm Mark Richardson, and welcome to Remodeling Mastery. Remodeling Mastery is a podcast series that's really designed to help you think about and reflect on your business, not just do your business. What I've tried to do over the last several years, and I've got hundreds of episodes of Remodeling Mastery topics, is take a topic that I feel is really relevant, something that you really should be thinking about and reflecting on, and I encourage you to go back and look at some of the previous episodes. In the last three months, I've been very much focused on the topic of sales mastery. And that in particular is especially important because today it's really changed pretty dramatically. 12 months ago, homeowners were lined up to be able to do business. Sales was more of an order taker uh, mentality or process, whereas today I think you really have to sharpen your axe and take your sales skills to the next level. Today I want to talk about a topic that, you know, really relates and and is probably a little bit more high level, but it's also got some real nuggets that you can put into place literally an hour after you have or listen to this particular podcast. And the whole theme and focus of this is words matter. You know, the words, the language, the phrases, the tone, how you go about communicating is really critical, especially now more than anything. You know, your comp- your homeowner is your biggest competitor. It's their fears. So the words you need use need to address those. It's their ignorance. The words that you need to use help to create clarity and understanding. And also it's their overwhelm. You know, the whole pace of how you go about communicating certain things are especially important. So remember as a, as a kid, most of us either were a parent or certainly are, were, were a kid, remember this little phrase that we oftentimes heard from our parents was, now, now Johnny, just use your words. You know, and I think if you reflect back on that, it was all about just take a deep breath and use your words. Don't necessarily get all flustered in emotion and confused about things. I'm on the board of Better Business Bureau and nine out of 10, nine out of 10 frustrations that homeowners have when it comes to home remodeling activity has more to do with miscommunication, not necessarily any true uh, either dishonesty or, or incompetence on anyone's part. You know, one of the themes that I've certainly talked about on this podcast that's also relevant is it's our obligation to communicate, not others' responsibility to understand. And the key word there is not communication. The key is who owns the communication. You have got to own what you're communicating with and not expect, you know, the homeowner or teammates to really understand. I think the more that you kind of can take this to the next level, I think the better and more masterful in sales will you be, you'll be. So to give you a little bit of background in history of why did I, you know, kind of become a little bit more of a wordsmith or sensitive about this subject. And as I've reflected on, it goes back early, early into my career. You know, after coming out of architecture school and actually starting a little design build firm with one of my professors for a period of time, I ended up joining uh, Fred Case, and when I joined him, you know, I was out there working with clients, but I was really quite young at the time. 
And what was interesting is about seven out of 10 or six out of 10 homeowners or prospects that I'd meet with would say, are you old enough to be doing this? Well, as you can imagine, that's not a real enduring kind of uh, endorsement or confidence builder. But at the end of the day, I really realized that it's not necessarily them. It's really me. And I had to figure out a way to really convey this knowledge that I had coming out of architecture. But also, you know, while I was young, I kind of grew up with a little bit of sawdust in my blood. So I had both the technical and the design skill to really be able to help them create a lot of joy in their house. So the first thing I did was I grew a mustache, and that gave me about an extra two years in terms of the age, and maybe it reduced some of the questions I would get from the clients, but then I realized that what your perception is about a person has more to do with how you communicate and the words that you use. So what I did coming out of design and architecture school, I started to use words that, that really helped me to... Uh, take not only my game to the next level, but more importantly, help to create a little bit of confidence, help to create a little bit of buzz of differentiation, a little bit of interest on the part of the homeowners to really, really have an interest in working with me. Now, it takes kind of a lifetime for humans to really develop the words and the language and build this, this vocabulary. But the reality is, as you'll find in this podcast, I'm going to give you, you know, maybe about 20 or 30 little words that you can weave in and it makes a big, big difference. But what you've got to do is you've got to commit to practicing and figuring out ways to, to weave these in. So one example, uh, and I'll break this in, in terms of different parts here, but one example is if, in fact, you want to convey design kind of insights and acumen as it relates to a remodeling project, that you have that design sensitivity, there's a lot of different words and phrases that you can use. You can talk about contemporary. You can talk about transitional. You can talk about uh, traditional. You can talk about those kind of terms and words that maybe are pretty familiar with the homeowner, but they also convey a little bit of sensitivity to design. You also might talk about some things that are a little bit more specific. You might use the word symmetrical or the symmetry in something. Again, it has a little bit of a flavor of design. You might talk about seamless using that word seamless in terms of kind of the design and how the existing and the new become kind of a seamless uh, 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 design kind of approach. You might also talk about massing or balance when it comes to kind of some of the scale of the, the things that we're talking about. But again, every single one of those, if you go back and listen to this, the, all they are is words and all you're doing is weaving in particular words. And now the client at least has some hint or some impression of your kind of authority or your expertise when it comes to design. Similarly, you can use words that have more of a technical kind of element. And there's literally uh, many, many different words that you can use. But try to use some words maybe the client does not know. Uh, one of the words, for example, the client may not know the answer to that was really one of my go-to words early on was the word fenestration. Well, many of you listening to this probably don't even know what fenestration means, and I would encourage you to look it up. But all it means is the, is the configuration or the arrangement of the windows and doors. 
you know, by using that word, I know at least for myself, that allowed me to be talking to senior partners in law firms and all of a sudden I was using words they didn't know and therefore they had a different kind of level of respect. But you can also use other technical terms that have to do with construction. You might use the word fascia, not necessarily a commonly used word by the homeowner. However, you all know what that means and therefore don't hesitate to pepper these words in. Soffit, valley. You might even even use some little bit of slang words like a dead man kind of uh, uh, type of uh, a structural kind of detail. You know, I think the more that you can weave in technical words, then again, it conveys some confidence as it relates to your, of your knowledge. But also don't hesitate to start to use words that are also focused on the the anxiety and the fear that the client has. And by using words that are really caring kind of words, you're going to reduce, I think, some of that fear that they're going to have. For example, you might use the word respectful in a conversation. And again, that has to do with both your process could be respectful, but also the architecture. You know, by using double hung windows, they're more respectful to the existing architecture. Uh, you might use the word integrity. You might even weave in the level of pride uh, in going in the conversation because I think everybody wants to be prideful. It's a wonderful, simple word that you can weave in. And then also, you know, use the term thoughtful approach. You know, I think the more that you can use some of these softer words that really connect not just to their mind, but also connect to their heart. You also, at the end of the day, want to think about using words and terms that are focusing on what you really are selling. For the most part, in a lot of remodeling, what you're selling is a process, not a product. You're selling a journey, not a destination. And I think in doing that, by using words, for example, that really convey the process of what you're doing and not the project. Now, what's interesting when it comes to homeowners, they called you not because they were lonely, not because they wanted to buy a process, they wanted to buy a project. So what you have to do by using these different words is you've gotta kind of replace what they're thinking with some of these words. So for example, you might use the word explore. You know, in this situation, we're gonna explore alternatives. Well, the only way to explore alternatives is for them to sign up for the journey or your process. Uh, you might even say, in our process, in our process, in our process. If you say that several times, they'll start to get that this is, in fact, a process, not necessarily just a product. You also might use the word investigate, very simple word but it also implies taking inventory and investigating something as it relates to, you know, kind of uncovering some rocks and determining the right solutions. And also just use kind of the word alternatives or consider alternatives. Again, this really ties into what you're really selling at the end of the day, and it's really more of a process than a product. Another important element when it comes to words is also stop using certain words. You know, going back to your clients, your biggest competitor, and one of the things that they're a competitor in is, is that, that there's their, their fears. You know, a simple word I would encourage you to stop using or a simple term is change order. A change order in many ways just creates 
uh, anxiety. Matter of fact, there's many homeowners that don't even think of change order like it's a, a verb, not a noun. You know, and I know, a change order is just a formal way to be able to make adjustments along the way. It's not something they should be uh, afraid of or nervous about, but oftentimes homeowners will even say, you're not going to change order me, are you? As if it was really more of a verb. So rather than use the word change order, use the word addendum. You can use it interchangeably. It basically means the same thing. And if you want to take it even to another level, start more formally calling it an addendum and not a change order on your actual documents and forms. You also want to stop using the word contract and use the word agreement. Again, it's just a little bit softer. It's a little less scary. It's not like, okay, I'm signing in blood here. We just have a formal way that we're agreeing, and it's, it's a construction agreement. Um, also, stop using maybe the word cost and begin using the word investment. You know, if it's constantly cost, 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 as opposed to investment, Cost is your cost. Investment is what they are putting into the project. While it's subtle, if you can get them to start thinking more about the investment that they're putting in and not what your costs are, that's really much better. Another word that I would encourage you to stop using as much, and that's the word estimate. You know, start to use the word budget instead. Again, an estimate is yours. An estimate requires you going and doing a lot of work where a budget really is theirs. And oftentimes they're calling you for, a bu- for an estimate, but you can have a conversation wrapped around and dialogue wrapped around what their level of investment is and what the magnitude of that budget might be. Again, another really good word, use the word magnitude of the budget. Again, all these words I'm trying to pepper in and try to weave into your language will help you, I think, accomplish really the goal. Also, one of my little bugaboos, and I think it's one of these things that it's very subtle and it's one of these probably harder things for you to get used to. I always find a little bit of of, of a a twitch when people are, are calling a remodeling relationship a customer as opposed to a client. Now, a customer always implies to me like you're going to a retail store or you're buying a car or something. You're the customer. Whereas a client, it's more of a professional service. It's an activity. You know, attorneys wouldn't, for example, call the people that they're doing business with customers. They would call them clients, similarly with accountants as, as, as well as, as others. You know, a doctor would think of them as patients. They wouldn't call them customers coming into their professional practice. So by simply just changing that word, not being a, 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 a client, um, being a, 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 not a, a customer, but, but use the word client instead. In addition to, to some of these very specific targeted words that I think will help you with your sales game, take it to the next level, there's also some simple phrases that you can begin to use. One of the phrases I think that I always like when I'm either training or working with uh, uh, folks is how they use the phrase, would it be helpful if... You know, oftentimes homeowners want to be a little bit more controlling in the process. And you know and I know the best in sales are the ones that control, I think, the sale, not necessarily are drug around by the owner. 
So by sometimes kind of changing the dialogue a little bit and say to the particular client, now, John, would it be helpful if, would I be helpful if I shared another approach or I showed you some ways that maybe might be a little bit more efficient and you could save? Would it be helpful if? When you ask that question nine times out of 10, would it be helpful if almost everybody wants you to be helpful and therefore you're going to get a positive response. You'll be given the key to the car, so to see, to drive, you know, the conversation. Another one is many of our clients have found, you know, it's normal for homeowners to really want to be kind of flocked together and not feel like they're out on an island making isolated decisions. And by using that term, many of our clients have found uh, that by approaching the project this way or asking themselves this, these kinds of questions, you're going to make a better decision. Many of our clients have found. Again, very simple, but it also has you to, to be the expert, telling them what your other clients have found, but also it helps them to feel more comfortable, which is a big part of the process. You know, the other thing, and I mentioned the word warrants before, you can use the little phrase, I believe this project warrants, you know, warrants looking at alternative, warrants exploring and and looking at a front facade or an elevation, looking at a gable versus a hip, hip roof. This project really warrants. Again, it really implies selling process. It also expresses the importance of the project. Uh, and I think it's a really nice, simple technique. So I want to just close with this because I think this is something that we all practice, these different words, you know, but it's, in, it's been said, if you say it, they understand. But if you say it well, they feel it. You know, remodeling and sales in remodeling is as much about the experience, as much about the feelings that you're conveying as it is about the design and the sticks and bricks. The more you can practice these words and phrases that you use, the more effective you're going to become and ultimately move the client and create more joy in their life with additional projects and certainly your services. So I want to thank everybody for listening to this. I hope you can grab a hold of a few of these words, but also have some fun with this podcast topic in that with your sales team or your sales and production team, go around the room and share kind of cool words that everyone likes to use. And I think you're going to find there's even a lot more of the vocabulary that you can weave in and certainly be more effective. Take care, everyone.